as you know, on Sundays, with God's help, with God's help, the second hour, we learn Hayyim Yayim. We started to learn Hayyim Yayim on Fridays, and we ended up learning the Rebbe's biography, and we're taking our time. So we decided to try Sunday to do the Pneum of the Hayyim Yayim. So we've got two separate programs of learning Hayyim Yayim. On Fridays, with Abish's help, <laughs> the Yom Tavim have kept us very busy lately, but we're learning the, the Rebbe's biography, the different entries of the Rebbe's new Mifzayim and Moises that he founded, we're learning a lot of the Igis of the Rebbe and so on about those new Moises. And on Sundays, Belina, the second hour, we're learning the Pnim of the Yom Yom. Now, the last time we learned was two weeks ago, because last week we didn't have class. And we're reading the entry of Yutas Kislev itself. It's page Dalit, the second half of the page. I gave you whatever copies I had. Beli Nedev, Beli Nedev. I'll make some more copies. Mitzvah. And if you recall, the last time we learned, which was, like I said, two Sundays ago, we spent most of the time discussing the Indian of Minhagim. That when the Rebbe made Ayayim Yayim, he had a few priorities. The first was the Shiurim, Chumash Tilim and Tanya. A lot of Minhagi Hasidus are incorporated into the Ayayim Yayim. And of course, you also have Pisgamim, the phrases, the passages um, that are thoughts from the Friedrich Kerebe, which, as the Friedrich Kerebe writes, Yayim, Yayim, Yabiyayim, and every day, Yedetot Zoktepes, every day says something. This is the design of the Ayayim Yayim. So we spent quite some time talking about the whole concept of Anhagi Hasidus, the fact that in the old days, people were not so particular about the Anhagi, perhaps they didn't even know them. And that the Rebbe, in his diary, in his Rishimis, used to keep track of the Anhagi of the Friedrich Kerebe. And then, with the Rebbe's permission, he was mafast of them. He publicized them first in the Ayayim Yayim, and then later in the pamphlets, the Kuntresim, which eventually became the Sefer HaMenhagim Chabad that we have. So let's, we're going to read again the entry of Yutas Kislev. The reason I'm doing this is because we didn't finish it, and I will start from the beginning. It's not going to cause us to read a few extra words. So I'm on page Dalad, and I'm starting again from here. It's Shabbat, Yutas Kislev, Eitzach, and Gimel. This year, Yutas Kislev is Thursday. That year, Yutas Kislev was Shabbat. Now, I'll give you a very simple hint. <laughs> Every Thursday, you'll notice that the Chita Sentani is very long. It only works on the Ibayad, on a leap year, because in a regular year, that, that discrepancy doesn't exist. But you will notice that this year, every Thursday's Chitas will be very long. Some years, you'll see that it's Tuesday. Only, again, in a regular year, the Chitas is balanced. But in the Ibayad, the Tanya was divided by the Friedrich Rebbe in such a way that the longest Shia should be Shabbat. Yutis Kislev Tav Shigimel was Shabbat. So whatever day of the week Yutis Kislev falls, that day of the week, during a leap year, you have a long Chitas. This year, it's Thursday. You'll notice that we're going to learn we're learning now what we're learning Tanya Pedic Vav it's going to take six days to learn Pedic Vav and Pedic Zion is going to be one day to go to Pedic because that's how it goes the Shabbos the, the Thursday Shia is, is, is a long Shia Haftedus Chazay Nevadia Ein Eimim Averachmim and Sidkos Chazay Yitzchus Kislev of course Shiyurim Chumish Vayishlach Shviim Pirishlach Yitzchilom Tzadik Tzadik Vav Tanya Sev Lukut Yamar Mekushem B'Shem Mekutzar Be'ez Hashem Maskama Sarab Me'ande Paul Arab Akoyim now Ein it's the Minik Chabad that a Chazm does not wear a Talus Minik and Maidiv. Of course, Yom Kippur we all wear. And I mentioned to you that the Rebbe writes that if you go into a 
shul where the minute gets to wear talus, it's okay to put it on, but not for Maidiv, because it says in Kisveriza that wearing talus at night, talus goggle at night, is a sakon. So we're very particular about that. Hilulosh or Rava Magid me Mizrich, with his Kislev is the yardside, the Hilul of the Mizrich and Magid. Gimel Vayesh of Tav Kuf Lamad Gimel also was taka Tuesday. Like the Athrebos released from prison on a Tuesday. Umenachase Kovid Bahanapal, the Mizrich and Magid passed away in the Shtetal called the Ravne. I never was in Europe, I don't know what Ravne is. But they moved him from Ravne to Hanapala. And of course, he's surrounded by his Talmudim. By the Bzusha, with Leibakayan, and I think they're from the Malach. They're all buried together in Hanapala. If you've made a visit to Eastern Europe and visited the Kvadim, you know that around the Magid is a whole bunch of his Talmudim. Admur Azokin, the Alter Rebbe, Yatullah Khaydos, Mimasr Arishin, went out to freedom from his first arrest. Yutis Kislev, and it also was Gimel Tuesday Vayeshev Tafkuf Nuntes Lefnei's Erev towards the nightfall and the Alter Rebbe writes Mimichtav Rabbeinu Azokin we learned this letter Yitas Kislev you recall two weeks ago Thursday and Friday we learned this letter but I'm going to get into however I would like to inform you the day which Hashem did for us which is Yayim Yitas Kislev Yitas Kislev so there's a couple of reasons why it happened number one Yayim Gimel Shuch Pabeki it's Tuesday when you have twice Kitev. Number two, And he was saying extra before I began the subsequent pasuk, peace from the Abish that was peace. Now, if you were here two Sundays ago, you remember I pointed out to you that the Rebbe is quoted the Alter Rebbe's letter but first of all he takes out a few words and he actually changes some words the Lashon of the Alter Rebbe's letter is Yeptiras the Rebbe changes it to Hilul it's very interesting to see the changes the Rebbe makes in Alter Rebbe's letter and I have no kashas this is what we read last time so now we're going to continue what is it that kids live at Yem Hizvadus today for gathering together for Fabrengans the Kabbalah Sachlotas Tevis and to accept good resolutions the Kriyat Itim Lutera fixing times for learning Tera Haniglis first of all to reveal Tera and second of all the Dach what goes on Hasidus and Dach Kevarabim to have public Shiurim the Chizuk and in general the strengthening of the customs of Chassidim there's and it's interesting and significant that the Rebbe says the Fidik Rebbe is saying to strengthen the darkim, the ways the pathways of Chassidim the Ahavasayim with love of fellow ok so Yudas Kislev is an important day we have Fabrengin we make Achotas Tevis and of course we do them and we strengthen Minahagi Chassidim and Mitei Chavas Yisrael so first of all Avart about a Fabrengin Avart about a Fabrengin um, I, I, I was pushed Nishlang I was in a place where Shliach is Baruch Hashem doing holy work and he has periodically with his Balabatim Fabrengin most of his Balabatim 
drive to Shul on Shabbos. But because of whatever reason, there were some non-Lubavitches there that particular Shabbos. And one of them asked him, What's this Fabrengen business? In the Mishnah Deshevel today, they've been told so much Lashon Fabrengens are described like I don't want to say what. But it's such a waste of this. Sit around, you tell stories, you sing the Gunim, you drink, sometimes a little bit too much. What's the point? And he gave such a beautiful marshal, such a Gavaldi commercial. sons and maybe his brothers and the choice see the mamish a small little intimate crowd and Al Tarabi used to teach them the Biyuri Azeir they printed Biyuri Azeir Al Tarabi say Friday night but it was a private session it wasn't a maimed but rabim it was for the the Rebbe the Tzemach was nine or eight going on nine Tzemach Tzemach and he wanted to go into Chesidus and Al Tarabi didn't let him so it was the beginning of the winter it was fall it was probably November and there was a big oven in the center of the house that heated all the rooms of the home so there were different grates each room had a different grate and you can open up the grate and fill the oven with wood and it would heat all the rooms because there was a grate to every room and of course hopefully there was a good chimney so you got the heat and not the other stuff Whatever the Tzemachtadik climbed into the oven and he crept across to the opposite side so he was sitting right he was not yet back seats the Altarebbe Kvayochel didn't know he's there and he was sitting right behind the Altarebbe the environment got chilly in the house so they it was Shabbos so they got the Goy of course even Amutah that he should warm up the home the Goy came in he starts filling the oven and he feels that the wood is not okay to Shaddai he didn't think too much of it so he put the wood right by the entrance of the hearth and he lit it after a few minutes the fiery the smoldering logs came flying out of the oven and scattered all over the room everyone came running and everyone was screaming and they look inside that ever the Tzemach was laying out cold in the oven now the Rebbe came running out of his room and the Rebbe started to scream at him look what you did to this boy you let other people in him you don't let in he wants to go in why don't you want to let him come in Dr. Ed was very miyusha that was very calm I think Dr. Ed put his hand over the Tzermach head but I'm not sure about this detail and he said he said the Ebishter revealed himself to Meisha Rabbeinu Mitech from a burning bush a fire that was burning a burning bush he says Teire kemenkein is I not mit Mesiris Nefesh Teire you can acquire only with Mesiris Nefesh and I forgot the exact language but the Maskana was I am certain Muftachani Azevet Marach Yomim Zan they'll live a long time but Al-Treba Barucha Farichas Yomim was between 90 and 100 years Shemach Tzedek was Nisalak at 70 and there are a couple of stories why he lost 13 years but one of the Nekudas over here was that the Mesiris Nefesh is Mitecha Eish fire 
We go to the mikvah, we table in water. Why? Because we can't table in fire for pretty obvious reasons. But in Svarim it says, Iket Tfilusa Benur, the Gemara says, Iket Tfilusa, the primary field is in fire. And when Shama leaves this world, they table it in the Anahadi, you know, the river of fire. And fire is mitzada, fire cleanses and it makes heart. So this, 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 this Shliach was explaining to this person what the Chsidshifah bring. He said, you make a keli out of clay. You take clay, you take mud, and you, whatever, I don't know how to do it, but there's a process which you can make. Yeah, and then you have to put it into an oven, it has to bake at a very high temperature. What would happen if you just let it sit? Let it sit. It'll dry, and it'll harden. But, the first time you use it, it'll crumble. Because in order for it to solidify, to become really, really a numetheus, one entity, it has to have an enormous intensity of heat. He said, Chassidah Jafabrengin is not about learning, it's not about acquiring anything, it's about becoming one with Yiddishkeit. Whatever we learn, whatever we know, the Chassidah Jafabrengin is the oven, is the cooker, it's not new stuff. But the Chassidah Jafabrengin is fire. The in of the Chassidah Jafabrengin is the bread, the fire, the passion that takes what you already have and it seals it into you, it makes it you. And this relative <laughs> said, ah, oh, that's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard, one with neighbors, it's a hard, but this is a chsidish vabrengin, a chsidish vabrengin, but the rabbeim of chsidish vabrengins were very precious, but the rabbi, especially in more recent times, the rabbi was very in favor of having a riba chsidish vabrengins. There's an answer from the rabbi, which is really, but it's an answer from the Rebbe. You all remember that the Rebbe made a myth for Yei Muletis. Birthday party. So what happened to Lubavitch? Every night of the week was a Favregen. And the Favregen doesn't go till 3 o'clock in the morning. I finished. It didn't happen. So a mother wrote to the Rebbe a letter. But the Bacham are not learning. The Favregen talking back. Favregen. And it's a Titus Edekis. And we all know that when when you tell the Rebbe that people are wasting their time, the Rebbe usually gives a sharp answer. And the Rebbe's answer was that this woman should do research and find out if in Lubavitch they fabrang less frequently. <laughs> in other words, the Rebbe supported it. Um, this, is a, this is a true story. So the answer from the Rebbe is a Maishu Shehoyim. The point is, the point is, Achsidisha Fabrangin is not about the knowledge. In the old mother, Achsidisha Sprach, Hafnas Gerufen, the Shriya, the Vekenzach, the Soaking. You know, if you want wool to acquire a color, you don't dip it into the dye. You soak it into the dye until it becomes so saturated, so one with the dye that it becomes, you can wash it a thousand times. You're not going to get that color out. The color has become one with the fabric, with the material. And that's Aksidish Vabrengen. Aksidish Vabrengen is the Vekazach, is the immersion, is the brand, is the fire. And it comes from Dibuk Haverim, first of all, from sitting together, but being together. And it's an Avaida. Aksidish Vabrengen is not automatically. Not because everyone sits down and you have a bottle of mashka and some chips. Is it a Vabrengen? The being together is, is the first record of Vabrengen. The Aksidish Nigen, you know, the, the Rabbim say that a Nigen is Tedish of Aksav, and the Tedish is Tedish of Nigunim are very powerful, very deep and a meaningful tool. And the ikin is you have to be by the Fabregan. Not visit, 
not observe, but be, immerse yourself in the Chesidosh of Abrengen, and the Chesidosh of Abrengen, you sit, and you, you speak more, you speak less, but the, the energy, the atmosphere, the warmth, the emes, soaks into the bones. And this is, it's an, it's an invention of the Rabbi Hashemtev. Hashemtev had this idea of people sitting around, and Tabrengen, by other Chesidosh, it's in a different style, in Chabad, it's in our style, but the idea of Tabrengen is the benefit of sitting around, and being together and being inspired from the energy that is Hasidus. Um, when I was a kid growing up in the old Crown Heights, I mean, I'm not that old, so. <laughs> um, but there were a lot of Nam Lubavish Ayyidalach in Crown Heights. All kinds. Nebuch survivors, Tabrachan and Neshamas. I was too young at that time to appreciate. I davened the name of show full of Polish Ayyidin, Ungarish Ayyidin. Every one of them had a number in his hand. And if I only had the wisdom. <laughs> You know, these were broken Jews who tried to make a life for themselves. So they weren't perfect. So they had temper. So they fought. They, you know. <laughs> Anyways, but there was always a little box of cake in show. But the cake was so hard that I, <laughs> what's the cake doing in show? We were in yeshiva. When did we daven during the week in Eimahuvim? Almost never. But when it happened, they used to go into the front room. I don't know what Eimahuvim looks like today, but in those days, it was a little room, a father's table. And they would sit around, they'd fill up on their tray, their little tray, glasses of mashke. And there was one guy who drank all the cups for everybody, because he liked it. <laughs> Nobody else drank it. And they would bite into his heart, and they'd schmooze. This one told a story, and of course the other guy tells him he doesn't know how to tell a story. The other guy tells me it's the wrong gifts and here are the different gifts but this was a mamish a daily minute every day the yard site of something they never said tach and they move and came on <laughs> in some show they have a list on the wall every day another time they go in the can you never say tach and they would sit around and tell Sipur Ixidim and we one part we look at it and laugh and the other hand you should know this is Ixidim this sitting around and telling stories stories that everybody heard a hundred times and you tell them and you tell them and you tell them it brings in a certain varimkite which lie there you don't see we live in an age of Chiddush learning a piece of the second time is called in America boring telling a story the second time is a glad goddess but there was an Indian for the Tzayim and by Pailasheh as opposed to Chabad it was Takesh Moisim 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 miracles from the Rebbeim from the Tzadikim from the Lubliner from the Abter from the Magid from the Shemtev and these stories and then he went to work this was a daily meaning the same box of cake they had to get rid of it at a pace after they got rid of a little box of they didn't even buy marble cake they were cheap they bought just the plain sponge cake I couldn't understand it but when I wanted to steal the cake I said you couldn't eat it even if you wanted to but this was that <laughs> they had the little sugar cubes that was another trick of the olden times um, they didn't have sugar they had the little cubes they put the cube in their mouth and that's how they drank the tea um, I didn't think that made a lot of sense <laughs> I'm sure it is anyway but the point is my point is this is a Polish they didn't break for hours they didn't drink bottles of mashke but it was the varim kite and the levity kite the lift was a minig mamash and a daily minig by chassidim they would sit around and tell a story from the chassidish and from chassidish and be warmed and inspired and it gave the momentum
momentum, it gave the direction to their day, to their week, to their life, mamish. So the Rebbe says, he just gives them a day for fabreng in It's a day, not just for learning and davening, but for cooking, for vekenzach, soaking ourselves in chassidus so that we should become one with the chassidus. And of course, the first part of the fabreng is the inspiration, the warmth that it brings us, the upliftedness. It takes us out of our everyday. It takes us out of our ordinary. It transports us to a new place. But a very significant second requisite is how it affects the rest of our lives. If we have an inspiration and there's no carryover, the inspiration was very limited. Yeah, to say it's a waste of time is a little bit of a strong word, but it certainly is not maximum efficiency. Right? The, the usefulness of the fabrengin is the next thing. To make good resolutions, because eat and to learn. Now, I want to make a parenthesis, an aside, but a very important aside. Um, Hasidus has changed over time. Um, you have to read in the previous Rebbe and hear from Elder Hasidim. The, the structure of Hasidic life in the old shtetl of pre-World War One, Because until World War One, Aruba the Ruba Hasidim lived in shtetlach. In little villages, very simple, very poor, very pure, very holy at the same time. And there was a structure to Hasidic life which had a lot of a lot of protocols, there was a lot of ways that things were. First of all, there were the elite Hasidim, the Malamid, the Shaykhit, the Rav, and in a bigger city there was the Mashpia. These were the giants. These were the Hasidim who actually traveled to the Rebbe. Most Lubavitch Hasidim never were in Lubavitch. They couldn't afford it. But the Shaykhit, the Malamid, the Rav, they had Mercedes Nevis and they went and they used to bring Tetlach, they brought letters and questions for all of the Anash. In Russia, they were all, everybody davened Nuschari. Ruba the people davened Lubavitch and Nusach. Most shuls were Chsidish and shuls, they davened Lubavitch and Nusach. They, they would sit by Shalash Shudders when the Mashpia would say Chsidish, they sat and listened. They understood more, they stood less, but they listened. When they would teach Tayday, Shabbos in the morning, people came. And they were all, and they, of course, the famous Ayyem Yem, that Moses Shabbos, they made Malam Malkis, but not in shul. They made them in people's homes and they would rotate. And there were many, many traditions of Chsidim. And one of the most outstanding traditions was the day of Yitzh Kislev. Yitzh Kislev, you waited for months ahead of time. First of all, there was a huge machlekes in whose home the Fabrengen would be. Everybody wanted to host the Fabrengen. And of course, the hostess prepared food weeks in advance. There should be a Fabrengen that people would remember until next Yitzh Kislev. Second of all, when Chassidim Fabreng, children were not invited. I think I think I saw this in the video of the Sikha. In other words, I, I, I heard this from somebody. I think it's a Sikha. Chassidim Fabreng, children have no business there. They sent children away. Yitzh Kislev was an exception. Yitzh Kislev was a Simcha Farengans Mishtatl. Men, women, and children. Yitzh Kislev was everybody's young. It wasn't just the Chassidim who davened all day and all night got together in a basement and they had a sotke, uh, a half a pint of Smirnov which they used for a hundred Fabrengins that they would empty put into the bottles and when the Fabrengins was over they put it back from the cups into the bottles because they didn't drink it because Kislev was different because Kislev was Chag the holiday of holidays was a huge Fabrengin and everybody came and it was a festive mood in every Chesidish home you could see that it was Yitzh Kislev there was a Shabbos Dekel Tishtach there was Shabbos Licht the mothers prepared different suppers for their children they were very very poor people and even on Shabbos they didn't eat meat most weeks it was a very it was a yom if they ate meat who could afford it and I don't 
only mean meat as opposed to chicken. I mean meat as opposed to eggs and noodles, if they had noodles. Uh, Farfel, I guess, is the Russian version of noodles. Um, but the Kislev was different. And the whole mood in the town was a yumt of the Kislev. And they knew And even the Misnagdim knew the Kislev. And they came to pay respects. I mean, Kislev and Misnagdim got along pretty well. They were Misnagdim and Kislev, but they were... The Kislev was everybody's yumt of. You lived in Russia. The Kislev was everybody's yumt of. And you could feel the Kislev in the air days before and days after. If I bring the Kislev used to start and if the Kislev in the afternoon. And if there were enough people... It was a marathon that lasted over 48 hours. Went through the whole first night, the whole next day, the whole second night, the whole second day, and the whole night after. From Edivitus Kislev to late into the night, Motzachov Kislev. The people can't describe such fabregenish. Of course, nobody sat there for 50 hours, or whatever it was, 60 hours. But people came and went in such a fashion that the fabregen never stopped. And it was Edivitus Kislev. And the idea of the Fabregen was, first of all, a Yemis Vadus, the Vadim Kite that took place and the inspiration that the Fabregen that she gave him were outstanding. And second of all, there was a Kabbalah Zachotas Tevis. The accepting of good resolutions, Bekvi's Itin, in fixing time for Tevis, Nicholas and Dach, Barabit. So there's a few points. First of all, that's a meaning. The Tachot of a Fabregen is how it translates into what we do. A Fabregen that doesn't bring to an improvement in behavior the question becomes if it's a Fabregen how could a Fabregen not bring a practical resolution and to be very ideal every Fabregen has to have a specific practical resolution and when we were young our Mashpim or at least certain Mashpim used to say did you, did you make a Chotov of last Fabregen and you want to have another one and we used to argue you're right we didn't make a Chotov but the Fabregen still does something and we were right and they were right there is an union of Aribu many Fabrengenishin they, they accumulate into this cooking that we're describing but they're also right that ever says you have to always do even a small thing when you come away from a Fabrengen say this is going to be my Achlot and as I've told you many many times Achlotas don't mean I'm changing my whole life or even changing one point in my life for my whole life Achlot you can make for a week Achlot you can make for five days but translate the inspiration to a Maisa you give it a reality in this world that sustains it that makes it real and that makes it last and that internalizes it so the Rebbe says there has to be a chot of tevis bekriyas itim and fixing time to learn tevis everybody knows the chesidah shavot and there's two types of a kriyas itim it's an ayayim yim later there's two types of fixing time one is called the kriyas bizman and the other is called the kriyas benefesh one is where you fix the time and the other is you fix yourself if your shir is to learn from 5 till 6 so from 5.30 till 6.30 from 6 till 7 so there is the time that you've allotted and then there's the Kriya's Benefesh that you've allotted your soul and the difference of course is the, the, first of all the possibility of the Shia not being kept and second of all the idea that during this time besides the learning there's nothing they ever once asked the question by Fabrengi how come on Shabbat you don't hear the telephone and Shabbat you don't, not you don't answer the phone you don't hear the telephone of course you hear the telephone but you know, you know what I'm saying you know, telephone is a funny phenomenon the busiest people in the world yeah they, they want to make
make an appointment with somebody. It's very hard to reach them. You call them on the phone, they're available. It's a funny thing. People are very, very busy. Somehow the telephone is an in, it's a neutralizing creeper. You, you sort of feel, when you're on the telephone, you think time stops, and it doesn't. So you talk for 45 minutes, and yeah, after I finish talking telephone, I'll make supper. But then the kids walk in the door, and the supper's not ready. <laughs> because the clock didn't stop moving. But the telephone has a funny effect on people. In reality, somehow, is slowed down by the ringing of the telephone. How come Shabbos? Why? Because you know you're not going to pick it up. The Rebbe says, when a Yid learns Tate, it's Shabbos. That's it. It's Shabbos. It's Shabbos. There's no telephone. Doesn't matter who it is. The Rebbe Rashab had a brother. And his name was the Razor of Zalman He was a very big hostage. And he was a Gavaldik of Amalek. He was a giant of a man. He was a very, very big person. Man, God, God, grace and he was a businessman, he was an investor for a time in his life, which is another story which is not for now. But, but during his business day, he had no, no rest. An investor, Lachayda, is not, he's not producing anything. He doesn't have to run a, 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 a what are we looking for, a factory with many, many workers, and he has to keep track of supplies and intake and outtake. He's a merchant, he buys himself. He doesn't even see what he's buying and selling. It's pieces of paper on a ticker tape. But the fact of the matter is that it's very, an investor, it sits day and spins and needle pins and doesn't watch watches the uh, the rise and fall of the ticker tape of the market and you have no menuch so the Razor invented an interesting trick he would get up at 2 in the morning as the old expression for going to mikvah was to go to the water and he would learn this and daven and he finished his morning exactly when the bell rang exactly at the time that the market opened and he went to sleep and he slept the first three hours of the day till 12 I think it was and his broker comes running to the house and slept so the Tzidik Yabba writes, if he had slept till 5, and davened till 12, they would have a million reasons. No, no, ich muss nicht mehr bereiten. Et nicht came out. No, oh, oh, yo, oh, 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 oh. I'm not going to make him speak. He should just shake his head. He's in the middle of Birchas Krishma. He's holding his tzitzis, and the broker wants to know if he should buy or sell. So the Asaf did it differently. He got up at 2 in the morning. As soon as the market, he wake up at half a minute, and he's sleeping. I slept. So the Rebbe is saying that you shouldn't have to go to sleep to avoid the broker. Because you're learning today that the Kriyas is The Kriyas is not in the clock. The Kriyas is in the Mahus of the person. There were no other considerations. During the time that a person is learning Taita, they're dead to the world. The world doesn't exist. It's a very, very difficult thing, but it's also very practical. So it makes a lot of sense. A Kriyas Taita doesn't only mean to learn, but it means to learn in a way that learning is your life. Even if it's for a few minutes, the Rebbe Tamal Gerat, means that Tate is your preoccupation, Tate is your business, Tate is your vocation. Now the Gemara says that Rabbi Shimon Yechai was a madrega of Tate it was his business. But the Gemara also says, and that's the halacha, that nowadays nobody's holding my Tate cannot say I don't have to daven there were people who were holding by but as a halacha as a din in Tater there is no today 
nowadays there's no such thing no person is potted from mitzvahs because he's learning Tehidah like it was Rabbi Shema Yechai didn't do mitzvahs Rabbi Yehuda the Gemara says he's davening once every 30 days why? because in 30 days he reviewed his whole Talmud all of his learning and he would daven once and then learn over his, his life was Tehidah and Ezekiel cool. Rabbi Yehuda was, was learning Ezekiel business law he didn't daven but today we say that nobody's holding by the Regum Tosem Nosem so the Rebbe said that's true but in Echos in quality any person with Tosem Nosem how? even if you learn half an hour a day but during those half hours in that half hour is as consuming to you as your preoccupation it's your whole life the fashion that is of life and so on and so forth and a crazy to the data niglis vadach has to learn niglis why do you have to learn niglis because lay amaretz chassid if you don't learn in amaretz it can't be a chassid of the niglis and of course you have to learn chassidus because of the kav chumten the gemara says the gemara asks why you have to do in yonin of musad and the gemara gives an illustration of a man who has a, a storehouse with many kudim many many large measurements of wheat and there's a substance called chumtin chumtin literally means needles and in context it means preservative the amount of preservative that you need to sustain to, to keep fresh a whole silo of wheat is, is a cow a cow is a is a is a small measure I mean relatively speaking a cow is um, there's 30 cow in a kud it's, it's a smaller measurement so for many many could you need to have one cup of chumtin but if you don't have that cup of chumtin the, the kama kudin all the wheat will rot the cup of chumtin this is chsidis this is the munas Hashem avas Hashem and yiris Hashem that sustains teira and mitzvahs so you have to have nigle and chsidis barabim the idea of learning a shir barabim a very interesting thing that Rabbi Mzachstag Yekach that even the biggest lavman the biggest gun should have what he learns in publicly there's a lot of reasons why when the Friedrich Rebbe went out of jail the Maimorim that he wrote for his first Chagag Ula were uh, the union of learning Teireh B'Tzibur not davening B'Tzibur Asara Shiyesh from Be'ez Kim the mile of Teireh B'Tzibur the whole Apiya of course Apichsidus of Akimis Ha'anyonim but the point is is a special even if you learn Teireh all day and all night and of course you can learn on very high levels every person has to have a Shir where he learns with many people because of the mile of Teireh Barabim the Chizuk and the strengthening of the ways of Chassidim Darkia Chassidim are very very important Darkia Chassidim are very very important and Darkia Chassidim are not Chassidus they're Darkia Chassidim Chassidus is the learning yeah the avoid of Chassidus is the David Darkia Chassidim is the dress of Chassidim Darkia Chassidim are the Negina of Chassidim the songs of Chassidim the Dakiya Chassidim is the Sipure Chassidim, the stories of Chassidim tell. And Dakiya Chassidim really envelop the whole life. It's the culture of the Chassidic way of life. The Dakiya Chassidim, the big intellectuals among us say, it's you learn a lot of chassidus you dive in many many hours so you don't wear this outfit you don't wear this kapote you don't wear this kind of tzitzis but the dark chassidim are very very important because just like 
the Fabreng in itself, the Darkia Hasidim creates the warmth, the temple, the mood, the energy, which is so necessary to be Hasidim. And like I said, the examples of Hasidim would be the Sipuri Hasidim, the Nigunim of Hasidim, the Chsidim Fabreng the whole environment of the Chsidim Shabbat Medrash, Chabamoga Het Venenim, that Amoga Katsaif and Chsidim knew the Yat Adavan and Alabam Shabbat Medrash. And the opinions of the Grand Gudashak Armashpin Alteri used to tell a story. I'll say it without names, but he said it with names. And there was a certain, when they lived in, I don't know, Samarkand or Tashkent, they were, they were spread all over town. And the Lababach Minya was on one side of town. And there was a certain Yid who lived on the opposite side of town, and he went to Daven in the local shul. From time to time, when they had a Fabrenginish, he would walk across town to the bigger shul. His nephew, his nephew, was from the big chassidim, was talking a very big chassidish yid. He was here in America. They were both here in America. And once during the fabrengen, they said lachayim. So the nephew was giving mutzer to his uncle. Hayitachen, you're davening local. You don't come daven chassidish show. You have to be among chassidim. What's the difference? This is a minion. Are you coming to daven? The 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 being among chassidim, being in an environment of chassidim, is an example of the darkia chassidim. And of course, one of the critical darkia chassidim, which is extremely serious to us is Chinuch. The, the giving of our children the Hasidic sentiments. And the Hasidic sentiments, what are the Hasidic sentiments? Pure Emunah. Pure Emunah. Strong Emunah. That Kedusha Satayda is more important than Chachma Satayda. The holiness, the sanctity of Tayda is much more significant than knowing the Tayda. And how the holiness of Tayda and the holiness of a Chetzer Shal Tayda, a Chetzer Shal Gedusha, a Chetzer Shal Mitzvah is greater than the learning itself. The Shemush of Gdela Milamuda. This is a Chetzer Children know that there are things more important than the knowledge. The knowledge is like a very, very, very important. If I can't, lay on my heart if you don't learn, you can't be a Chetzer. But at the same time, what distinguishes learning from Chetzer learning is the Eibishter. And the warmth and the energy which connects us to the Ebishter. The Ebishter is all over. To be connected to the Ebishter, we have to feel the Ebishter. To feel the Ebishter, to bring the Ebishter into our lives. And the Yiddish, Chsidish, Chinuch, was all about bringing the little Kindelach on their level to the stories of Tzadikim, to the stories of Midas Tevis, through the special emphasis on Minahagi Yisrael, gave children this sense of this. The Rebbe writes a lot about the Minahagim of Abris, but the Rebbe has new Minahagim, the Inyam Shiramal, that even little children shouldn't see that kosher animals. This is all the, the warmth of Hasidus. It's not the technical Hasidus, it's the Lebedic and the Dagger Hasidim which makes Hasidim. Hasidim were not created by learning Samachvot. Maybe, I'm only saying maybe, they weren't even made the Hasidim by learning Tanya. They became Hasidim from the Yiddish Hamamas, the Hasidish Hamamas, and from the Hasidish home, and the Hasidish Sviva, the Hasidish street, the Hasidish shtetl, which unfortunately we live in a big city. <laughs> we don't live in a, a, a shtetl. Today in the world there's no such thing as a small town, because there's a Bechina called the internet that has neutralized, it's made every spot in the globe Fifth Avenue. You can't run away from the world anymore. Lied, they lied. I'm sorry? In the bungalow, they can bring the computer to the bungalow, I'm going to tell them. <laughs> you have to go on vacation, but you can't bring along your cell phone, otherwise you brought the creeper with you. But the point is, this whole mood, this whole sense 
is not Hasidus, it's the tradition, it's the life of Hasidim, which developed over time, developed over the generations. In some cases it was in Yarimov that the Rabbeim themselves suggested, and in some cases it was the way Hasidim de- developed. Chabad, you should know, is deficient in, min- in Minhagi Hasidim. By Polish, there's many, many more Minhagim that have to do with the dress, that have to do with the food, that have to do with all kinds of different things. The Rebbe Rashab said some Friedrich in Rebbe, and the Rebbe repeated it to the Rebbe, it's in the Rebbe's diary, the Rebbe's Rishimus. The Rebbe Rashab said, if you don't want to hear, close your ears. Ich bin mekane peilish echitzenius. The Rebbe Rashab spent a lot of time in Vienna. Vienna, in the turn of the century, was a very chassidish place. With many, many different groups of chassidim and many chassidish admurim, good And the Rebbe Rashab was very impressed. The figure of the whole sepah describes the Tolna Rebbe was coming to town on the way the Messias Nefesh they had to prepare themselves for the arrival of their Rebbe the Rebbe Rashad but this Prat the Inyan the Chitzanias the aura of the Chassidus which holds Chassidim you don't have to be a big scholar and a big intellectual a very deep person but the the environment the energy the light of Chassidus holds and this is called Darkia Chassidim. And of course, the foundation of it is Avas Reim, Avas Yisrael. Which, I mean, it speaks for itself. We understand Avas Reim. Avas Yisrael, the Ava of one Chassid to another, is the essence of it all. Like he printed up recently in probably Eating Fachabad, the base Mashiach, a write up that Shimon Goldman writes from his Shred, Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan Gordon was a Chassidish Yid, a Freilich, a Lebrich Yid, and a Pikach. He was a smart man. He was a very smart man. And Rabbi Yechanan had good models. Rabbi Yechanan came from the Chassidish Shtat Dokshitz. Dokshitz was an old-time Chassidish town. They had famous Chassidish Yidn who used to go yet to the Rebbe the Tzemach Tzedek. Amongst the personalities, Dokshitz was Kushya Dokshitz. There were two Chassidim, I forgot the other one's name. They were very famous Chassidim. That the Rabbi Yechanan knew them as a young man. And he was an elder of Chassid. And he would always talk about their example. These Chassidim were always raising money. Constantly. They would come to Lubavitch to visit the men. They didn't unpack. They were raising money. What are they raising money for? A lot of people came to Lubavitch and didn't have enough. This one didn't have a place to stay. This one didn't have food to eat. And many of them didn't have money to get home. So as soon as they arrived in Lubavitch, they're guests themselves. They made a collection. And they went around together, the two of them, and the Mugibet and And not everybody had. So the the Matbeah HaMalechem, Kush Reduction, Kush you say, either take or give, other give other them. And it was the same by him. He didn't look up at you if you took, if you gave. He didn't look down at you if you took. That's how it was. Other give other them. That's all. And that's, this, <laughs> this is Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan's chush in gmach, Rabbi Yechanan's chush in giving stock, in helping a Jew was extraordinary. This is all me, this table. This is Benat Machaveli. This is not davening. This is Aveli. This is Avas Yisrael. But this is how it was in the Amalek Chidish Shtat. The Avas 
where he describes talk adoptions. She was raising, Mrs. Pekarsky was raising money for a cause. So she went into the, the Gordons and Mrs. Gordon said to her, thank you for coming to take. <laughs> this is what it was. But anyways, this is what it is, not what it was, what it has to be. The Fidikeb has a sikha where he describes two brothers who lived in Dokshit, who were very close. Two brothers. So when people wanted to describe their closeness, they would say, When they wanted to describe how these two, they were, they were biological brothers, loved each other, they loved each other like two chesidim. This is the foundation of chesidim, was always Yisrael. And our Yisrael wasn't exclusive to chesidim. The whole idea of Achush and Ateviton, there are people who are talented, they just know how to do a favor. They don't only give you what you need, but they make you feel so comfortable. It's, it's a goyness, it's a genius, and it's one of the trademarks of Sidon. But in any event, so it's a skiff of Yatalafabrengin, you have to take something good resolutions from it, it has to strengthen not just learning, but the customs of Sidon, and it has to be Mitech Avasrei. Now let's just read the next paragraph, although I don't have time to explain it. Neagim, the Minigiz, the Sadir Chalukas Ashas, to arrange the division of the Shas on Yitzhak Kislev. Rabbi Yaseidah Mavor Begers HaKedish based on as written in the last piece of Tanya Begers HaKedish Dibar Hamas for the Chayach Techiach that you should divide what's called every year every meaning just finish the whole Shas I'll talk about this in the next Sunday B'linad B'lubavich Mishnah Tafresh Tamachim of Eilach in the year Tafresh Tamachim of 1902 or 1903 1902 to Tamachim there was no time so Hayim Estadim Chalukas Hashas Chavdalet Betevus I'm sorry, they changed the Chalukas Hashas from Itas Kislev to Chavdala Tevis. Which is, of course, Yemi Lula Shorabena Zok in the yard site of the Alta Rebbe. With the Atlas Apnai, for Itas Kislev. There wasn't sufficient time Itas Kislev, so they changed the Chalukas Hashas to Chavdala Tevis. This custom lasted exactly 50 years. Yutas Kislev Tav Shin Yud Gimel, which is precisely 50 years after Yutas Kislev Yisama Gimel, the Rebbe said that now we're going to go back to making the Chaluk Yutas Kislev, and he said, those who didn't finish the old Masechta could finish it till Chabal Tevis, but the new Masechta they should take from Yutas Kislev to Yutas Kislev. So that, Jubilee, that 50 year period from Tav Reish Yisama Gimel to Tav Shin Yud Gimel, they changed the Chaluk Yisashat, which is a meaning by Chasidim to divide the Shas Yutas Kislev. We'll talk about this Mitzvah Hashem next week. Okay, I told you last week that I wanted to finish Yutas Kislev. So let's read the very, uh, if you have the page in front of you, look on page Dalit. Make sure it's page Dalit. The right side of the page, page Dalit. On the very last paragraph, I touched on it last week. We're going to spend some time doing it this week. And we're going to, with God's help, move along. And I'm reading inside. I gave you plenty of copies. Please pass the copies to the back. The copies are right there in front of you. You have? Okay. Nayagim l'sader chalukas ha-shas. It's a custom to arrange a division of the shas. V'alpi seider ha-mavur, based on the order which is described, b'igeres ha-kedesh dibur ha-maskal ha-chayach ta-chayach. It's the last piece of Tanya. The last piece of the last section of Tanya. The Al-Tarebbe, he begins ha-chayach ta-chayach. He begins with words of rebuke, of Musa. In the ha-chayach 
Zechiah, he speaks about several things. First of all, he speaks very emotionally about governing in a rush. There's the only two Yiddish words in the whole time. Gval, gval. Sorry. Page Dalit, the last paragraph, the bottom. Gval, gval, he screams. Gval, gval, desperately he screams. Admosa years alone, will make it. She says, will I die? writes very very strong words about that davening properly about talking and davening and davening quickly and he writes that if you're in a rush so daven yourself the minion is to daven at a reasonable pace and he commands that the people who have time those in the light who are that are not working who have to learn all day and all night because they're being supported by others they should create the minion they should stand around the chazan to daven slowly and everybody else should daven based on how much time they have and they don't have time to stay for an hour and a half which is the time the Alter Rebbe felt the davening should last so let them not stay for the whole davening what about Kaddish Kedush and Baruch Alter Rebbe says what about Jews who live in a city where there's no shul no minion they daven by themselves and he says they're no different than people who live out in cities where there are no minyanim that they're yaitze with the minion in the city so if you live in the city and because of Panasa or other considerations you don't have enough time to daven properly so you'll be yaitze with their davening properly but don't ruin their davening that's the first message and then there are two other messages in this Yigeras HaKedish the second one is to complete the whole Shas every single year that every minion, every shul, every congregation of Chassidim should learn the Gemaras in a way they finish the whole Shas in other words, rather than everybody learning the same Mesichter they should distribute the Shas, they should divide up the tractates and Shas in such a fashion that during the course of the year the community finishes the Shas you're learning one tractate or two tractates but by combining with many others the community as a whole completes the Shas and the Rebbe has a number of letters on it one of the things we've never done from Tafshin and Beis is this uh, we'll get around to it one day but there's a long sikh of the Rebbe which was edited it's, it's a compilation from, from maybe 40 sikhs about the idea of Chalukah Shas the distribution of Shas the Rebbe has a point which he makes repeatedly and Allah is that if you lift up a bag of onions on Shabbos and you carry them you're chayim. if you lift up a bag of onion with somebody else you're both potted why? because you don't need the other person's help you can lift it by yourself so it's as though each of you lifted the onions half you're not mechayim for half a malach one half of the bag of onions weighs 100 pounds and you cannot lift it without the help of somebody else so then it's shnayim shasu two people did it in a case where you needed two people to do it and shnayim shasu is chayavim if one person could lift it and both lifted it, they're potted. But if one couldn't lift it, lift it, and they both lifted it together, then you're So the Rebbe says, most people cannot complete the shots in a year. So join with others. And together you will complete the whole shahs, says the Rebbe. And it's as though every year, every year completed the entire shahs. Every Jew, every year, completed 
completes the whole Shas. So the Rebbe says. This is the meaning of Chalukas Shas. It says also in Tanya that the people who participate in Chalukas Shas should say every Shabbos, Tilim, Tmanya Ape, Tilim Kufyutas, should say every single Shabbos, Kapitel Kufyutas and Tilim. And Ayid very close to me once told me that every Shabbos he says Kufyutas. So I told him the Rebbe says in the Sikha that we don't do it. <laughs> but it says, and there's a whole Hezbet for why we don't do it. But it says in Tanya that those people who participate in the Chalukas Shas, every Shabbos should say Kapitel Kufyutas. And the Rebbe explains why. Because you don't want to simply learn Tata. Because if you learn Tata by itself, it could be not kosher Tata, Tata Shalei Lishma. You want to bring Hashem into the Tata. How do you bring Hashem into the Tata? Through davening, through Mesiris Nefesh. So every Shabbos you say Kapitel Kufyutas, which reminds you that this is not Stam Tata. It's an Abish's Tata. And the last point in Nigel Sakedesh, this last piece of Tanya, is about knowing Hilchis Shabbos. Hilchis Erapsel Shabbata. Because it says in the Gemara, Kol Hashem Shabbos Kiel Chosen. Yeram brings it down also. Every person who keeps Shabbos perfectly, Mechel Me'akal Avenesim, is forgiven for all of his sins. And sins Alochas and Shabbos are very, very, very complicated. Al Tareb suggests that every person should become expert in Hilchis Shabbos. And that's how the Tanya finishes. And of course, Al Tareb says that there's the Chitonius of Shabbos, the Pneumius of Shabbos, the body of Shabbos is not to do Malacha. And the Nishama of Shabbos is to be Ma'anagas of Shabbos, to have pleasure of Shabbos. And pleasure does not mean to eat Lakshan Kugel or Potato Kugel and Yerushalmi Kugel. Ainik Shabbos means learning and davening. He goes on to say the idea of of that on Shabbos you're not allowed to speak Divrei Choyel and so on and so forth. So the Yerusha Kedah Shecher Tachir has three messages. The first message is the message of davening with a minion, davening properly and davening slowly and davening deliberately and davening patiently and not talking. The second message is the message of Chalukas Hashas. And the third message is the message of Shmir Shabbos. What's relevant for us is the second message. The Al-Tarebbe instituted that you shouldn't simply learn, but you should learn in a way that you become a part of a Chabuda, a part of a community that finishes the whole Shas, and as a result, you may learn one tractate, or two tractates of the Shas, you have the credit as though you've learned the Gatsa Shas. Ever here, did ever hear that young man speaks about the meaning of Halukas Hashas? Since the Al Tarebbe instituted this idea, it was the Al Tarebbe's idea that when people learn, they should learn in a way they finish the whole Shas every year. Though an individual cannot complete the whole Shas, but as a part of a group, you should complete the Shas. So the Chassidim adapted the custom of dividing up the Shas from Yutas Kislev to Yutas Kislev. In other words, a year is from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah. But Chassidim adapted the custom of dividing it from Yutas Kislev to Yutas Kislev. And of course, later on, Yutas Kislev became known as Rosh Hashanah But this was the tradition of Chassidim for a hundred years or so that every Yutas Kislev they would sit down and they would divide up the whole Shas. And they would hang up a sign on the wall. Everyone's name hung on the wall next to the Emesechte like a roaring guilt trip. How are you doing in your Chalukas Hashas? This is the famous story where Yid wrote to the Rebbe that he's not going to finish his Mesech on time. So the Rebbe said, okay, so then learn it Lemigris, learn it less deeply, just learn Gemara and Rashi and Teisvis. And that's it. <laughs> the person never had intention of learning Gemara Teisvis in the first place. So just learn Lemigris, there's a Gemara, Rashi and Teisvis. But this is a meaning by Chassidim that we do Yitzhak Kislev. And like I said to you, that the Al-Tarebbe is Medayik, that 
when you learn Teira, you have to have Tilim. Tfilah with the Teira, it should be Chsidish Teira. Teira connected to the Ebisht. So it says, I'm reading the last paragraph, page Dalet now, Neagim, the Sadaqa Lukas Ashas, it is Kislev, the custom became to divide the Shas, because although it's a separate idea that the Alter Rebbe introduced, Chsidim linked one Indian of the Alter Rebbe with the second Indian of the Alter Rebbe, and designated Yutas Kislev as the day for the division of the Shas. As is the order is described, which is the information I just shared with you that every minion of Anash should divide up the shafts, and if there are not enough people, they should join two minyanim together. But it should be in a way that you belong to a distinct chabura, a specific group that has shared the burden of the shafts. And since no individual person or most individual people cannot carry that burden by being a partner of the shafts, it's as though you've learned the whole shafts, and then also you have to say kapitel. Which brings the Abishtad into the Tail. Bilubavich, Mishnah Safrej Samach Gimel, 1902, beginning in Samach Gimel, they change it from the Yutas Kislev, which is the Chag Hagaula, from the day of redemption of the Rebbe, to Chadal Tevis, which is the yard site of the Alter Rebbe. Yemilula, Sharabena, Zok, and the yard of the Alter Rebbe, from the FSF night, Yutas Kislev, there simply was not enough time. Yutis Kislev, there were too many other things going on. There were the Chsid Shifabrengenishin, and there were the Maimorim, and all that. So they changed it from Yutis Kislev to Chadal Tevis. The Chadal Tevis became the day the Chsidim divide up the Shafs. And I told you last week that in 1952, Tav Shin Yud Gimel, exactly 50 years after this change was made, they never changed it back. Because we now divide up the Shafs. I told it to you last Sunday that the Rebbe said that all those people who didn't finish the Mesichta have till Chadal Tevis to complete it, but you're taking the new Mesichta, Yutas Kislev. And this became the new custom of Chsidim, that we do it Yutas Kislev again. The significance of this, you'll ask your local rabbi, <laughs> but this is the story. Okay.